Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Good afternoon, everyone. Can you all hear me? All right, great. Thank you for joining the session, Should a Building Have a Soundtrack? That sounds fun. Uh, my name is Sherry Ephraim. I'm Director of Business Development with ISS. ISS is a leading work place experience and facilities management company that partners with clients to drive engagement and well-being of people, minimize the impact on the environment, and protect and maintain the property around the globe. As an official Summit Wellness Sponsor, ISS invites you to explore the refocus and wellness tool that you can find on your dashboard of the Summit app. I'm pleased to, we are pleased to sponsor today's innovation technology theater uh, session. And now it is my pleasure to introduce today's speaker, Lane Bronstein, who will bring you Should a Building Have a Soundtrack? Lane? Thank you. I don't need the mic. Here you go. Thanks. So a, a couple years back, I got to chat with brain scientist Dr. John Medina. And in two great conversations, he dropped some knowledge on me. First, our brains shaped on the Serengeti are wired in unique ways to sound. Some cocoon us in comfort while others can th throw us off deep down. That sounds really obvious. But think about this. Daily exposure to the wrong sounds can mess with our well-being and physiology long term. After the chaos of outside noise, like those tracks I just played, shouldn't our buildings offer a calming escape? Yet today's designs often overlook the profound influence of sound. During my second deep dive with Dr. Medina, he laid out a modern application of his insights. Thank you. Um, when people can shape their surroundings, have agency, they regain a control that soothes, that soothes them, bringing peace. Uh, check out these two projects that I did for Sonos with some really talented folks.
so in these we created zones of sound where users can interactively select songs from artists. And sure, it was a, it was a really cool audio journey. But at the end of the day, it was more of a, a fun Spotify playlist, so to speak. Um, here's what's lacking, true agency. Not just over song choice, but in crafting the very essence of the tracks. The instruments, beeps, beats, vibes, every little sound, now that's power. So imagine blending cutting edge brain and audio science with dynamic audio interactions to craft something revolutionary for our spaces. It's about giving people the reins to their own story, letting them drive their own narrative. Envision it as a personalized experiential soundtrack, almost like your life's cinematic score. So today I'll spotlight modern audio projects like the one I just showed and discuss how they're shaping our experiential spaces. So as noted, crafting these spaces can alleviate stress but can be immensely beneficial for our well-being. Beyond usual nature sounds, which I think are a good idea in spaces, here are some innovative ideas to achieve this. So this is Gameltron, and this is by artist Aaron Kuffner. And it's essentially a robotic sound bath sculpture. And a few years ago, I got to see one of these pieces in upstate New York in this barn, and it was, it was mesmerizing. So here's a little piece of that. Now here is a larger version of that piece in the World Trade Center in Jakarta. Yeah, turn it up. Can you turn it up a little bit? Don't worry about that person who's coming by. So imagine works like, like this in more spaces. It's a wonderful mix of modern and ancient technology that has proven to give a sense of place and well-being. So for audio maker Master and Dynamic, I worked on a project featuring custom sounds triggered by interacting with tangible objects. concept in a building's transitional spaces. By engaging with art and sound, we can foster moments of reflection, offering respite from a, a hectic day. My peers at MIT Opera the Future Group have been exploring how our vocal vibrations can be therapeutic. They've got this cool space, the cocoon, where people can actually feel their own voices resonance through these handheld orbs.
So this is a little hard to hear, but basically when people speak out loud, it kind of resonates in this weird, almost like you can feel it in your bones, like a vibrating object. That's the object. And imagine something like this in a respite space in an office or airport or something like that. So what I was showing you earlier is, is more of like um, how you connect to your space um, through, through touch and through well-being. But it's not what emotionally ties us to spaces. To me, the gold standard for experiential design is sparking a memory. And whether that's the melody of birds, the crunch of fall leaves, tunes from your go-to college band, or even like the old beep of a modem, it's deeply personal. And these soundscapes whisk you back in time, etch a fresh memory, and subconsciously bond you with the spaces around you. So this is a project I did with Levi's and artist Doug Aiken a few years ago. popular artifact on the train was the guitar for this project. So imagine entering a space filled with instruments and sounds from your childhood. Instead of just breezing through the lobby and heading straight to your desk, you pause for a playful moment of sound, not just sight. In such moments, I believe true innovation happens. And when we add sound, it's powerful. But when we remove it, it can be even more powerful. This is a project I worked on with the musician Martin Garrix a few years ago. I'm, I'm from a deaf family, so I'm a deaf mom and dad. People say, you're deaf. Uh, you, you can dance? How, how? I was a little kid. I would walk up right to the front, right near the bass speakers. Hearing people, they just hear with this part. But with me, it's everything. I picked up my first violin and I played that violin every single day until the day that I couldn't hear it anymore. One day I woke up and all of my hearing was gone and I got all these stacks of CDs that used to sit next to my bed and I threw them in a bag and I said I never want to see these again. Yeah. Not too long after, we were standing out and there was a live band playing. I realized that I could feel the bass, I could feel the drums, and then I realized, I know this song. I can't hear, but I know this song. And so I started dancing and everyone around me is dancing. We're all dancing together and we are home. And my dad handed me a bag full of my CDs and he said, don't give up. 
Seven Up and I today try to find every way possible for deaf people to experience music in an even more intense way. Motion, vibration, uh, visual-wise. I got in this room, I stepped on one of those vibrating platforms and they, they played a note and I, I got scared. They gave me a backpack on which like vibrates the music, which makes the vibration stronger and it's super cool actually. For me, I've been thinking about which songs I should play, which songs I love the lower frequencies, which songs have like good drive in it. 7UP and I tonight are gonna involve them in a show in a way they haven't been involved yet. It's gonna be an experience tonight. So after that, after that project, I truly grasped the emotional pull of sound and memory. And many overlook sound's tangible presence. Imagine not hearing, but also feeling the vibrations around you in the spaces that you create. And this synesthetic experience is how we genuinely connect with the world. Crafting an authentic soundtrack without being intrusive is super hard. And I've seen many promising soundscapes I've overlooked or stopped entirely. And it's such a missed opportunity. Picture a space where the soundscape seamlessly blends with your own rhythm and story. So for Charter Headquarters, we've crafted an audio experience in the lobby that captures the brand's essence and nuance while ensuring a calming ambience for visitors. And hopefully you can hear this, I don't know, let's see. Let's move on. So well, it's a really good piece, and I'll play it for you if any of you guys email me. Um, so while putting this talk together, I came to realize you need four puzzle pieces to do this right. One is you need to collaborate with actual musicians for emotional authenticity. Two, use advanced directional speakers for intimate audio exchanges. Three, you might think, why not just use headphones and play what I want? But we're wired for shared experiences. Think about attending a concert of your favorite artist. It's both deeply personal, but it's also a big communal moment for everyone. And four, melodies should be dynamic, responding to human interactions, not repetitive loops. And before I finish, I wanted to leave you with two separate pieces of audio to think on. Um, listen to this. Of course, this plays. 
So this is the actual sound of a black hole, and NASA discovered that the pressure waves from a black hole created inaudible notes 57 octaves below middle C. It's called a, a sonification, and it's chilling to the bone. Like if you put headphones on and listen to this, it is just like your whole body feels it. And there's something primordial about it. That's the same feeling I get when I walk into many buildings, including a little bit of this conference today, as, the, as if all the warmth and light has been drained away. And I was just having a conversation with someone on the floor because we were talking about sound. And he's like, yeah, it's like all we hear are people talking. And everything is visual here, but we're missing kind of the full gamut of experience. Now I want you to listen and see this, this piece. Get, can you turn this up? So this is a prototype for a major healthcare campus. Um, and what you're hearing and seeing is a real-time exper experience displaying and playing every single person on this entire campus, staff and patient where they're going down to the floors and doors of each building. The clicks that you're hearing are actual doors opening and closing. What you kind of can't hear when these speakers is there's a big kind of orchestral soundtrack. So just imagine that. What the flow capacity and mood is on each of these floors, and every person can affect the larger piece if they choose. So it elevates daily activities to an almost ethereal level. And even if there's no visuals here, which I think are beautiful, the sound is emotionally impactful. And that's actually, for this client, what's more important is not this stuff, but how things sound in their spaces. So I want you to imagine an experience like that as a place-making landmark in your next building. Because too often we all get lost in just trying to get to day one on our projects. What we should be thinking about is how our inhabitants experience these buildings from day two to day 2002 and beyond, and especially what they hear. Thank you. And if you guys want to hear any of this stuff, just email me and you can hear it. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit CornetGlobal.org to learn more.